book of the Broadway's backbone of Brad Bradley, a podcast dedicated to the men and women of the ensemble, the chorus of dancers, singers, and actors that are the foundation of every Broadway musical. These often unsung gypsies are the hardest working people on the board and are, well, Broadway's backbone. Welcome to episode 14. Our special guest is Ryan Steele. Welcome to Broadway's Backbone, Ryan Steele. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm excited to be hanging out with you, Brad Bradley. <laughs> Me too. So we're in the lovely Balboa Park, and uh, I'm going to start uh, in San Diego. So I'm going to start off by reading your credits, and we will go from there. Okay. So uh, West Side Story, Billy Elliot, Newsies, Matilda, uh, the movie Five Dances, and uh, currently you are doing In Your Arms at uh, Old Globe. Mm-hmm. And then you also did the Peter Pan uh, NBC movie. Are there any other big things that I'm missing? The, no, you hit the you hit the bullet points. I hit the bullet points, and then <laughs> yeah. we'll come up with everything else <laughs> soon. So, uh, where are you from, and how did you get started? I'm from Wald Lake, Michigan. It's a little city outside of Detroit. Um, and my mom enrolled me at a dance studio called Dance Dynamics, and that my sister was taking at, and my brother was taking at, and actually my mom and dad were taking recreational classes. So it was sort of a family thing to go to go to dance um, and I started when I was six and I, I walked into my first class my teacher her name was Miss Kelly she's still a very dear friend of mine um, I walked in with jean shorts and I had no idea what I was getting myself into <laughs> and Miss um, Kelly was just so great and made it so fun and I instantly fell in love that's great yeah. so uh, how long were you dancing with Miss Kelly uh, m- until I graduated high school yeah I, I mean I had other teachers she mostly taught jazz um, but yeah, my dance studio, We I trained in ballet and tap and jazz and lyrical, modern, hip-hop, everything. Um, yeah. Because your technique is pretty pretty amazing. So this this yeah. seems like it's a, a school that's m- more than your, just your local uh, rinky-dink tap school. Yeah, it's a really fantastic school. Um, some other Broadway ensemble dancing dynamics alumni are Lindsay Janice, who, who was in Wicked and Rock of Ages, Ian Young, who was in Muses with me, um, Evan Audio, who's on a tour of Muses. We have a lot of really fantastic kids who come out of it. Um, and I think what makes it so fantastic is that we learn how to be professionals. We, we don't only learn how to dance and, and what good technique means, but we learn how to conduct ourselves in a rehearsal space. We learn how to dress for auditions. We learn how to prepare for auditions, which is invaluable training for young dancers. Were you, as being a boy and dancer, were you teased, especially in the Midwest? Yeah, I mean, d- definitely. You can't really get away with not being teased as a young dancer, but fortunately, we had a lot of male dancers on our dance studio, so the community was larger than your average area. Um, and I was I did the Radio City Christmas show as a kid. Oh, you did? Yeah, so I... In Detroit? Ab- in Detroit, ah. yeah. So to be able to say that I was making a paycheck for dancing <laughs> was really cool in middle school. <laughs> yes. That is really cool. So yeah. after you graduated high school, did you go to college or dance school? Or? No, so I... When I was about a junior, and I started to really think about what I was going to do, I knew that I needed to dance. Um, I didn't know what would happen, but I, um, I really wanted to be in a ballet company. My last four years or so, I, I really got into ballet. I was going to all those ballet competitions and, and doing well, so I started to think, maybe I can actually do this. Um, so I trained really hard in ballet, and 
uh, a competition that I went to, American Ballet Competition in Miami, my senior year, I got a contract with Ballet Austin. Um, and the day, so that was sort of my plan. I, I found that out about six months before graduation, so I had a plan. Um, and within those six months, I got a call from a mentor, teacher of mine who I'd studied with master classes and conventions, and he said that there's an open call for West Side Story on Broadway. It's coming back. Um, I think you'd be perfect for it. There's an open call on Sunday, and I happened to be in the city for a workshop. And so I went to the open call, and I had my resume and headshot because my dance teacher told me never to go to New York City without a resume and headshot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Miss Dory. Um, so I went to the open call, and um, yeah, about five callbacks later, I, uh, the day before I had to let the ballet company know if I was going to take the contract, I got the call from West Side Story to tell me that I that I'd be playing Baby John. Five callbacks. Yeah, about that. Yeah, maybe four or five. So that's a, I mean, to get your Broadway debut and your equity card uh, <laughs> for West Side Story is amazing. Yeah, I was um, very lucky. And no, it was not lucky. You're, I mean, yes, lucky. You're also very, you're also very talented. <laughs> There's a lot of very talented people. <laughs> yes, but you were w- deserving. You know, I mean, and Thank I saw you. you in that, and you were unbelievable. Thanks. And what's great is that this is about um, like dancers and everything like that. But you started off as a principal as Baby John. It's a great, great role. And had you acted before? I hadn't. My my only other musical theater experience was at Wald Lake Western High School. And I wasn't even enrolled in that school, but my dance teacher was choreographing for their musical, Annie. Um, and they needed dancing butlers, and I guess they couldn't find someone who could do what they needed at the high school, so she had me come in and just do, like, turn leaps in a circle with a tray of champagne. <laughs> that was my only other musical experience. So I'd never... Um, I'd taken a few very short voice lessons, but in my head I was going to be a ballet dancer, so I never needed to, to actually know how to do that stuff. Um, little did I know that I was going to be thrown into the musical theater world. But luckily, I was surrounded by such wonderful people, and I found these people um, to be great mentors and people to look up to. So I learned a lot. I'm still learning. <laughs> which is which is great. Yeah. And you still take class and yeah. everything. So how was the West Side Story experience? They recreated the original choreography, but they were also reinventing the storytelling. Right. It was really exciting to be a part of. In hindsight, it's more exciting than what I was feeling because it was my first show. It could have, I mean, I would have thought anything would have been that exciting, you know? Um, it was challenging. I was getting to know a new city. I was getting to know myself. I was 18. Um, I was living on my own, making new friends. Um, yeah, so it was all very overwhelming. It was a very young cast, so we were all very excited to be there. Absolutely. Um, were you making so much money and being crazy and all that kind of stuff, or were you pretty disciplined? It's like, no, I have a job in New York City. Uh, I worked I worked hard, but I played hard. You did? Yeah. Because it's, I mean, the city itself is overwhelming at any age. Yeah. I can't imagine at 18 years yeah. old. Um, yeah, with stable income. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was a really exciting time. Um, but yeah, getting... Uh, I was, t- I was, with that said, I was also totally aware of how special this opportunity was, and the fact that I was getting to do Jerome Robbins' choreography eight times a week on Broadway was once in a lifetime, and, and yeah, I totally recognized how, how cool it was, and I was so grateful. Absolutely, and was it, the fact that half of it was in Spanish, did that change the experience, or did it make it, you felt fresh? Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, it felt fresh. It definitely felt fresh. Um, I mean, the only, like I said, the only musical theater experience that I had was, was so oh. little. And I knew West Side Story because I knew, I'd seen the movie. And as a male dancer, you just you need to know West Side Story. Absolutely. But I didn't know it well enough to like really have have an, an experience and, and a, an opinion about it before what I created um, on Broadway. And then you stayed with that show the whole time? I did, yeah, open to close. <laughs> and uh, how many, was that, it was over, well over a year. It was yeah, it was, two? A, it was about two years. About yeah. two years. Mm-hmm. And then that closed, and then you went straight into Billy Elliot. Yeah, so we got we got a closing notice for West Side Story about four months in advance, which was awesome, so we all had time to, to handle things, audition and pound the pavement a little bit. And I had just gotten my agents, um, and so they were sending me in on a few things, and they said, this, uh, here's this audition, it's for Billy Elliot, um, I think you're probably way too young for it, but just for, so this casting office can get to see you, um, go in. And I went in, and I think I only went in twice, and they said that I needed to start right away, and West Side Story still didn't close for another two months. So I knew that I, I really couldn't do it, so I was, the stakes weren't very high for me, I just right. went in and kind of <laughs> did my thing. Um, but it went well, and they were wonderful enough to work around my schedule. But I was doing double duty for seven weeks, so those seven weeks were some of the hardest of my life. And I was so I was doing West Side Story at night, which physically is incredibly hard. And during the day, I was learning twelve tracks for this show that I had seen once two years prior. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was an, inter- an interesting seven weeks. Um, but I learned so much. <laughs> uh, well, that's when I met you, and we met in Billy Elliot, mm-hmm. and I was so impressed, not only with talent, but, I mean, most kids your age would not, they'd say, I don't want to be a swing, I don't want to be in the ensemble, I'm Baby John on Broadway in West Side Story, and you came in with such gratitude and loyalty to the new show, I mean, th- that's impressive, I mean, you didn't have any, you weren't feeling like backstepping, even though you weren't, I mean, mentally, right. you could have... You know, I... I will never forget the moment that my agent called me and told me that I had gotten Billy Elliot. I had just come out of an audition for Book of Mormon, actually, that I totally bombed. <laughs> and I was feeling, and I had only done one show on Broadway and one show in musical theater. <laughs> so I didn't know if, if closing West Side Story meant that I would I would try to pursue a concert dance career or, or what. And the moment, and after I left that horrible audition, I was feeling really down and then I got the call that I had gotten Billy Elliot, and it was so wonderful to know that this community was accepting me and and giving me an opportunity to perform in another show. So I didn't care if I was like fourth cover swing, uh, whatever. Um, I didn't care what my part was. It just was in it. Just to be a part of it was so special. I'll never forget that moment, and it, it made me realize that what I was doing and what I was pursuing was correct. Well, that's a great attitude. I mean, you have a great attitude, too. I know, uh, like, there's this thing about, we talked about earlier, the millennials, Mm -hmm. that there's, like, entitlement and everything's like, look at me, look at me, and (laughs) I don't know, is it you, you're not, you are millennial, but you don't have that type of attitude, and you've had good success. Is it good parenting? Is it, uh... Yeah, yeah, my family was so wonderful and supportive, um, and my dance studio, the community was so special and 
And I've also gotten to see firsthand what kindness brings and what professionalism brings. Actually, while we're talking about Billy Elliot, I Greg Graham, who is our dance captain supervisor, um, told me a story that while I was auditioning, he was texting his one of his best friends, Curtis Holbrook, who I had worked with before in West Side Story, and the text message said, we're thinking of hiring Ryan Steele. Is that a good idea? And if I had been awful to work with, if I had been mean, if I had shown up late and, and not been very professional, Curtis could have easily said, don't hire him, he will be a nightmare. Um, but because I was professional and, and kind and um, on time and, and all that stuff, Curtis said, yeah, hire him. So, um, yeah, so moments like that keep me from being mean, you know? No, I mean, but... <laughs> Having but, a bad attitude. But it's true, it's true. It's like that that is just as important as, as, your, as your talent. Sometimes more. <laughs> yeah, because it brings something good into the room. Yeah. And um, I guess I, I, I didn't think you ever got to go on for Older Billy, because uh-huh. I always wanted to see you go on for Older Billy. Uh-huh. But then I guess you did go on, but I had left the show. So yeah. how was that? I mean... It, um, it was terrifying. I, I was 20 years old, and I was covering Stephen Hanna, who is this beautiful New York City Ballet, School of American Ballet trained dancer um, that I didn't have and aspired to be, and he, had, he was in the original company, so um, it, it, was, it, was, it was really scary. Um, <laughs> and I was flying the future of dance around the stage. Little twelve-year-old Tony Award-winning boys were, <laughs> were in my control. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was scary. But I, every time I came off stage at the end, I felt so proud of myself. And I think that's what I learned about being a swing—that you need to be your own cheerleader, and you need to give up the fact that you need to give up the idea of a perfect show. Because as a swing, you'll never have a perfect show. Mm to be proud of yourself for even doing it. Luckily, the company of Billy Elliot was also proud of me and vocal about that, but... That was a weird company. Like, yeah. like it was a bunch of, like, dudes. Yeah. Like, I, I loved it, you yeah. know? Because it's... Th- the dressing room camaraderie mm-hmm. in any show is, you know I mean, yeah. is important. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can walk in and it can change your day because mm-hmm. you could be in a bad mood and uh, they'd be like, whoa, yeah. yeah, give you a hug. Or walk in and you have, like, you know, bitchy people, like, talking about getting cut at auditions. Yeah. Yeah, I learned a lot from you all as well. I think I, at one point, I figured out that I was closer in age to the oldest Billy than I was to the next youngest ensemble member. Um, so to be in a room full of you guys who were so experienced and had so much under your belt was old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I learned I learned so much. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, but then you left. Um, you left to go do a regional production of a little show called Newsies. Uh-huh. Uh, that was a paper mill. Mm-hmm. And um, at that point, were you even sure what was going on? Because like, the, the movie, people, are, it was a cult classic. But had you had any idea what the future was going to hold when you went to do that regional production? No. I So I grew up watching Newsies and loving Newsies. The boys at my dance studio used to have movie nights just to watch Newsies. Um, and I remember where I was when I saw the, the breakdown for Newsies, I texted my, or I emailed my agent back and I said, I need to be in this. I, there's, like, I don't care what happens with it, I need to do this. Um, and so the edition came and, and I had gotten it and we knew that it was just paper mill and that was it. And there was no guarantee of any life after that. They were, they were just getting it up on its feet to um, 
to license it to, to sell to schools and regional theaters. Mm. Um, so that was the goal. But I didn't care. I remember someone at one of the one of the dressers at Billy Elliot asked me, why would you leave a show like this for a regional stint that's only lasting two months? And I didn't have an answer, but I knew that it was right. Um, so yeah, I left this big blockbuster 12-time Tony winning show. I don't know if that's right. I just can't remember. <laughs> but um, to do this little regional regional gig, that was the like best experience ever. Well, I, well sometimes I think... like you have to follow your heart as, as opposed to your paycheck. Yeah. And that was a, a smart decision. Mm-hmm. And um, so then to, towards the end of like every uh, like out-of-town tryout, the whole like, oh my God, we're going to Broadway. Oh, we're mm-hmm. not going to Broadway. How was that? And then uh, what was your next step after News Use closed? So our last, I think it may have been our closing day, we were called into a meeting and they said, we have really exciting news. And we were all like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is it. We're going to Broadway. They said, we are going to perform on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which was awesome, <laughs> but not what we wanted to hear. Um, so we performed on the, on the parade, and we had already closed, so it was a really nice reunion for all of us. Um, but by that time, it had already been announced that we were going to Broadway, but none of us knew if we were going with it. So the oh. parade was really, it felt very celebratory, but also a little unsettled because no one knew if they were actually going with the show. Um, I remember they, they, in our dress rehearsal, they announced, with the Broadway company of Newsies, um, and then they had to change it because it wasn't the, technically the Broadway company. Um, which is, Yeah, so that felt weird. Um, but then within a few weeks, all of us got our offers. Not all of us. They did replace a few. But, um, yeah, that was sort of weird. And then we had some time off where actually I went back to Billy Elliot to close it for a few weeks. Um, and I filmed a little indie movie. That's what I was going <laughs> to ask you next. I wasn't sure because uh, I just, uh, uh, it was, it's, it's been on my Netflix since it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, I actually saw the preview in a movie theater, I think. Oh my gosh. Uh, like five dances and I was like, Ryan Steele. <laughs> so it came out on Netflix and it's been on my Netflix queue for. A year. Yeah. But anyway, I watched it this <laughs> week. So it's called Five Dances on Netflix. Uh, uh, and so I watched it this week, and it's really a lovely, lovely film. Nice. I mean, it's this, uh, the storyline's just kind of sweet, but it's a, it's all about your dancing. And uh, how was that? Because um, there's a couple of scenes where it looks like you were choreographing for the camera, even though it was supposed to be I'm choreographing for a show. Right. How was that whole experience in, of doing an indie film about dance? It was special and unique and like nothing I had ever done before. We, the audition was for a project called Seven Dances that was a short film, and slowly but surely that turned into Five Dances and it's a feature. Um, so that alone sort of tells you how the process went. It was very, we discovered a lot throughout the process. It was a very short process too. After we were cast, we had two days, two 12-hour days to learn all the dances, and a man named Jonah Bocare choreographed those small studio in Brooklyn and the five of us just spent all day learning these dances and um, and yeah they were choreographed very cinematically we were we didn't really have a front um, and we did do some tailoring when we got to camera blocking but for the most part we were very aware that there was no front which was interesting because um, I'd never done television or film before I, d- I did one episode of Smash like the week before that but it was 
Yeah, so we had those two days, and then we had a little break, and then we filmed the entire movie, I think in 12 days. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there was a lot of choreography, yeah. though. How much did you... Uh, we... Yeah, there were... I don't remember how long the actual piece was, but there were... There were five, maybe like five minute long vignettes. So yeah, probably like 20 minutes of choreography. Wow. And how long did you rehearse before you filmed it? We had uh, those 12 hour days. That was it. We learned that we learned them. And then oh wow, we we got on set in the morning and we knew that we would be going over, that we would be filming these pieces. Um, and we would maybe do one quick run through, but we were kind of just expected to to know it and do it and do it well. Well, no, it's definitely <laughs> definitely something uh, worth checking out. No, I really enjoyed it. Thank I was you. I was really impressed with <coughs> um, also your acting, Thank especially because you. you said you weren't trained and you did Baby John. And actors get, I mean, dancers get a bad reputation, like oh, don't give them lines; they're mm-hmm. not good. But you just have some natural instincts Thanks. about like this young character. Thank uh, you. And you were funny. I mean, the thing <laughs> with the guy in your mouth, the uh-huh. the voice. Did, did you come up with that, or did they? That have was that was. Sort of, yeah, I mean, it was a co- collaboration between the director, Alan Brown, and I, who wrote and directed it. We had a few meetings leading up to uh, production just to sort of, for him to get to know who I was and, and what I could bring to the character. And he said, you're going to need special weird skills, and I brought that up, and next thing I knew, I was doing that. It's hysterical. <laughs> it's hysterical. And it was so, it's so convincing that I was like, is that being dubbed? No, uh, no, it's, so it's, it's very funny. Well, uh, I hope it's not too windy. Uh, so yeah, I'm trying to like cover. Uh, it. But so uh, is uh, so then so the newsies on Broadway happened. Yeah, and it was a huge uh, success. And I think that's one um, thing that's so amazing is when a show wins best choreography, uh, and you're a dancer in that. Mm-hmm. That must make you so proud. Yeah. How was creating that choreography? Um, because I know that uh, Christopher Catelli like crafted it to some people's special skills and mm-hmm. used people to their best. So how was that whole uh, creative process for you, and how much did it change from Paper Mill? Yeah, Chris was really wonderful in creating choreography. He called a lot of us into a pre-production process, which for those of you who don't know, it's it's just getting in a room before rehearsal start to sort of um, get an idea of what the language will be and and what looks good on bodies. Um, so we did that with some of the cast members, which was really interesting and fun to be a part of. Um, and yeah, so we went in there with sort of a skeleton of what Chris wanted it and knew knew it was going to be. But he was so great at tailoring the choreography to what we what we like to do as dancers and what looked great on our bodies. We had because um, the entire ensemble was very featured. We all had our little moment to shine. set aside about an hour and Chris called it Circus McGurkus and he just said do what you want do, go across the floor one at a time show me your favorite thing to do um, so people were doing double back triple south cow things <laughs> that I couldn't do um, and then those were in the show and like Evan Kasperzak did, did a gainer um, and Chris said great we're putting that in seeds a day um, and Chris saw me turning on turning on paper just like playing around one day and he said great we're gonna put that we're gonna put that in the show too um stuff like that was so wonderful to 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 be a part of because with west side story it was jerome robbins choreography billy elliott had already been open for so long before i joined i had never really been a part of this process where something's been created for me and for my team and for the people around me so that was a really special process and then 
for it to go to Broadway and to be asked to be the dance captain and for it to win the Tony, that was so cool. I'll never forget that moment. We, the choreography was one of the first awards to be announced and um, Newsies was, I think, the first or second dance member to perform. Um, so we were all backstage watching Chris win and it was such a special experience. And the Book of Mormon cast was there too and I think they videotaped us so it's on YouTube somewhere if you guys want to check it out. <laughs> Oh, that's, I mean, so, so exciting. And um, <clears throat> I heard Chris say that none of the Newsies boys were a problem, that you were all really sweet, wonderful to work with, and you're all like that that bad word, millennials or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, and so that, that's, that's exciting too, you know. And to be part of something where now every person that's going to, who if they play your track with Specs, mm-hmm. uh, has to do the Ryan Steele stuff yeah <laughs> and that's kind of cool to know yeah. that your track now forever yeah. i mean even at i mean they might not do your choreography if they do it at high school but right they're in the those Ry- lines are yeah they're in the ryan steel track yeah it's really cool it's really cool that was such a special time and yeah like you said the, the group of guys that and the, and the girls and, and the entire company was so wonderful and so on the same page in terms of loving the show and wanting it to be the best experience it could be there was never a bad day at work it was always awesome to go to work that's great yeah. well speaking of special skills being a dance captain uh-huh. takes a special skill that has nothing to do with sometimes with dance right um you have to deal with lots of egos and stuff like that how was that experience for you of just because the, at the end of the day you're wanting the show to look good mm-hmm. how was that uh it i mean dance is my language like i, I speak it I, I grew up doing it a lot so I I luckily felt very confident going in there that I knew I knew my stuff and I had been with it since day one so I knew I knew what Chris's vision was and I knew how to keep it that way um, and I was still only I think I was 21 when we opened on Broadway and some of the other actors were older 26 27 which doesn't seem like a lot but when you're going up to like give them notes it does seem like a lot and they had been in more twice as many Broadway shows that I that I had done. Um, yeah, because at 21, this is only your third. <laughs> third. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was, the idea of it was intimidating, but once I got to it, it was fine. And they were, they were such a lovely company. There were really no egos. It was great. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah. But then you left it, um, you got a new haircut and left uh-huh. and uh, rebelled from Disney to go <laughs> to back to doing an English show for Matilda. So that was the thing about Newsies, that everyone was so awesome that the turnaround was so quick because people started booking other shows because they were really talented. So as a dance captain, I was there for, I was there for about a year and I think I put in like 12 people. Like that's how quick the turnaround was because everyone was booking new shows. Um, So then I got a new show. Um, Yeah, I booked Matilda and that was such an interesting experience too. This is going to be like three hours long I'm sorry I just keep talking. no it's you great whatever you want. I'm not cutting anything <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope I'm not boring anyone um, so I got the audition for Matilda and I turned it down I said that I didn't want to go because I was so happy at Newsies so the auditions happened they cast everyone and then one person dropped out um, and my agents called me and they said they're having one last call for this one track that's available uh, it, it's the same dance team as Billy Elliot and the same music, uh, some of the same music team as Newsies. So 
they asked for you specifically, so just like go check it out. And I got the breakdown, and it was for it was for an ethnic track. <laughs> it was to cover like the something that I wouldn't not be right to cover. Um, so I was like, great. There's another one of those Billy Elliot stories where I went in and I was like, I'm not gonna get this. So right. What do I have to lose? Um, and yeah, I went in and I I got it. It all happened really quickly because I, th- that person had dropped out and I was thrown in and rehearsal started like a week later, I think. So I put my f- four weeks in at Newsies, I think that day, which was really jarring for everyone, I think. Um, I wasn't planning on leaving, but yeah. you can't turn down a Broadway show. You don't know how often that's going to happen. Um, so I did double duty for, I think, three weeks at Newsies and Matilda, which was so hard. But um, yeah, then that's great and then you said that uh, your final dress rehearsal the part that you understudied he hurt himself and you yeah. had to be put on yeah so I understudied the role of Adolfo the dance partner and typically in a Broadway rehearsal process you don't really learn your understudy stuff until you open when you have understudy rehearsal unless there's an emergency like there was at Matilda um, Philip Spaeth wonderful actor beautiful dancer I've known I've been a fan of his since I was a teenager we went to competitions and stuff together um, he had a past injury from Wicked a herniated disc in that rake stage um, and it fired up again uh, the day of our last rest rehearsal and he was rehearsing the uh, Rodolfo's number Loud with, with Leslie and Margarita and something clicked and he was out and I got a call that morning from Kate Dunn our associate and she said what do you know of Rodolfo and I said none so she said great come in (laughs) an hour before the dress rehearsal she can be frightening oh my gosh yeah (laughs) (laughs) she to paint a picture for our listeners she's like the fiercest tallest thinnest ballerina with the best bangs and like has the most amazing resume and she's got an accent so (laughs) (laughs) Um, and she did Billy Elliot with me. So, um, yeah, so she called me up, and, and we worked out a time for me to come in to learn the choreography and work with Leslie for a second. And then I w- didn't have a costume yet, so I went on for the dress rehearsal, and I kept getting a call saying that Philip's still not back, Philip's still not back. So I ended up going on for, I think, the first three or four weeks of previews. Wow. Yeah. It, I mean, it was such an awesome experience, and thank God it kind of happened that way because that role is so, I mean, pun intended, loud um, <laughs> and and bold and so not me. So, I think if I would have had a, an opportunity to think about it and process it, it would have been horrible. But because I was just thrown on and I I had to do it, uh, it ended up going well. That's great. <laughs> yeah, and Leslie Margarita is so lovely and and made it so great and easy to jump into that track because Philip's shoes are big shoes to fill. Absolutely. Well, as are yours. And how do you, uh, speaking of injuries, you mm-hmm. said you had luckily knock on wood, the, the tree, uh, <laughs> you haven't had a lot, but what is it that you do to, to maintain yourself? And I know today you have yoga, but what is it um, to prevent yourself from damage? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously a great warm up is important before, before the show. Cross training is important. I grew up taking a lot of Pilates. My ballet teacher was a Pilates t- uh, instructor as well, so uh, I grew up around that. And I think I learned how to sort of self-diagnose 
my body if something wasn't feeling right to sort of change something to make it feel all right. Um, so luckily I've been all right with injuries. <laughs> well, no, that's good. Yeah, class is important. Uh, water is important. Rest is important. All that stuff. Yeah, but I think I know a lot of people who don't don't warm up. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You know, I've gotten in long runs where I find myself like in the third year. I'm like, oh, I, I got this, and I don't yeah. I don't warm up, and then that's when I, I tweak something. Right. Like, Especially uh, like with Billy Elliot, that rake stage was crazy, and we we always had chairs above our heads. We were always running. We had those giant dresses. Yeah. Oh, I hated those yeah. dresses. <laughs> and then we're tapping in combat boots. Yeah. You know, you have to yeah have to definitely take care of yourself totally so why did you leave Matilda I left Matilda because I got to a point going to work where I was wanting to do other things and I wasn't wanting to be there as badly as I had even a month prior mm. um, and then I sort of took a step back and I had looked at my career and it had been awesome and for five years, I had gone Broadway show to Broadway show to Broadway show to Broadway show, but that's all I really knew. And growing up, I never really wanted to be on Broadway until I did, but um, it was never something that I had planned to do. So um, I knew that there was so much else out there. And I had a few small things lined up. And so I just sort of took a leap of faith and, and put my notice in and did a few workshops. And um, yeah, it just led to a few other gigs. I just wanted to try different gigs. I mean, that's I mean, amazing and shocking because people don't people don't do that. They they'd rather stay in the show even in, and be miserable. Yeah. And so that's really impressive that that you did that. And you said you you did a ballet uh, or no an opera. I did an opera. Yeah, I left. I did. Yeah, I did uh, a few of the gigs that I did right after that. I did the American in Paris workshop. I did uh, Peter Pan. Uh, well, yeah, I did an opera. I did Peter Pan live. Um, we're gonna have to talk about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, because uh, was this your first experience with Rob Ashford? I had done when I was 18 years old. I um, I d- filmed a little pilot for an HBO show called The Miraculous Year, starring Eddie Redmayne and Mildred Leo Butts. That never ended up happening. It was awesome. I told. I wish that it would have gotten out there. Um, we so we did a dance number, and Rob Rob hired me. Um, I guess he had seen me in West Side Story or something, because I don't even think I had auditioned for him before. Um, so yeah, I did that with him, and it was only four days. And then, and he had, it, then he had continued. We had tried to work together before, like at the Kennedy Center Honors or this award show here and there, but it never ended up working out. So um, uh, when I finally had the time, I, I was able to do uh, Carmen at the Houston Grand Opera that Rob choreographed, and then soon after that was Peter Pan. So how was that experience? Because it was. I mean, it got so much attention. People loved it. The Lost Boys um, got to go back to Studio 54, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, it was so exciting. But then also, like talking about the the world of that we live in, social media. Mm-hmm. Then you have all this. This people are like, it's horrible. We hate it. And mm-hmm. you just to see that type of negativity, which as performers we beat ourselves up as much as possible, and uh, and then we have to build ourselves back up to see what social media has done to us. I mean, how was that type of experience? Because you just want to be happy. You're right. doing friggin' Peter Pan and yeah. Christopher Walken, and right. and it's live and everything like that. So yeah. where did that 
work on you. So I was, I think I was very level-headed going in it, going into it about what it was going to be and what the product would spark in people, like what people, how people would react to it. Because I'm active on social media, and I saw the sound of music, like the way the sound of music um, sort of sparked that action on social media. Um, regardless of how good or bad the product is, people will talk about it, and, yeah. um, which is exciting. I think that's great. So I, I knew going into it not to be super aware of what the final product was going to be and to really focus on the process of it and, and the experience of it and the cast and the relationships built um, and learning from the material in the show and, and getting to do new things that I'd never done before. So that's what it was about to me. I wasn't really hoping to get like a glowing review from right at whatever you know <laughs> um, uh, so yeah that's what it was about for me and it ended up being awesome it was such an amazing experience the the lost boys were just comparable to newsies and that we really bonded and have remained very close friends it was a really special group oh and, and it's so exciting and the fact that i regardless we're bringing live theater back to people in the masses yeah. and children are watching it and they're getting inspired and that's I mean that's really we would get tagged in videos on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook um, of little kids watching like I won't grow up or or Wendy or numbers that we were performing in and them dancing to it and singing along to it and pretending to be Peter Pan or uh, it was it that was so special that made it all worth it so, I mean, in all the shows and now Peter Pan you've done, you all are playing young. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're very young. I mean, you're, you're still very young, but like you're like playing a kid, and you still look, you still, uh, you still look very young. Thanks. So that's great. That's so that's so exciting. I made a career playing a teenager. <laughs> hey, no, that's all right. Um, so, one thing that I noticed uh, recently is that you have a, a opening night interview gig. What's it called, Broadway? Yeah. So Broadway Style Guide is an online publication that. We cover Broadway openings, we photograph and profile Broadway performers, we um, mostly new, um, New York City events and, and things happen, happening in the Broadway community, obviously highlighting style, um, but we just expanded our, our brand to um, different cities and touring companies and we had a pilot episode of uh, a Broadway Style Guide video called Out of Town. My fellow uh, red carpet correspondent Haley Kachun is in In Your Arms with me here, so we spent the day going around San Diego and um, checking out some fun little stylish places. And, and yeah, it's online. Check it out at Broadway Style Guide. So I mean, right now we are we're in San Diego, which is my hometown, mm -hmm. um, and you're doing another out of town tryout. Mm -hmm. uh, but you said it sounds like kind of like Newsies. There's no guarantee, right, or anything like that. But you're teamed up again with. Christopher Kelly. Yeah. Um, and how, what has this experience been? Because it's a dance piece, like in yeah. the old school of like Contact or um, Dream mm -hmm. or something like that. So when we were at Paper Mill at Newsies, Chris called me out to the house on a 10-minute break and said, I want to talk to you about something. Um, I'm, I've been shopping around this idea that I conceived a, few, a couple years ago. Um, it's a dance piece, and there's a part in it that I think you'd be perfect for. So um, I showed up to little workshop in a dance studio that he just called a bunch of his friends to sort of try out some different choreography um, and, and that was 
four years ago, four and a half years ago. Um, so it's, it started back then. And then we had another little workshop, and then that turned into a bigger workshop, and then that turned into um, a week last summer at up at Vassar College for the New York Stage and Film, the powerhouse season. Um, so it's been a long road to get to San Diego. Wow. Um, and I think, I think there's more to, to what there's more in store for this show but right now it, it feels so wonderful to get to perform this piece that we've been working on for so long in front of an audience and having it be pretty well received it's, it's been awesome well I'm excited I'm seeing it tonight Yay. and you have a full circle after starting with West Side Story to now be uh, working with the, the Bernardo from the movie yeah yeah that's been really awesome I, it, I've been having to bite my tongue like trying not to say lines or, or do some choreography. <laughs> it's really cool. It's really cool having him here. He's so wonderful. And then also another legend, um, John McKechnie. Yeah, that is pretty insane. I was doing my laundry next to her yesterday, <laughs> and I texted my boyfriend, and I said, I, what is my life? I am doing laundry with John McKechnie. Like, that's so crazy. It's, it's so special having him here, A, because of who they are, B, because of what they've done for the dance world. Oh, yeah. Um, and this show is a dance show. So, and we, a lot of us, most of us, grew up dancing, and dance is our language and our first love. So, to be a part of something with Donna McKechnie and George Takuris is is mind blowing and so special. And that's great that you have a great that kind of relationship with Christopher as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on Team Gatelli. He's awesome. Well, that's I mean, that's a good team to be on. <laughs> so, uh, it's a little off topic, but not too much. Uh, here we're sitting in San Diego. Uh, this is where I did all my my dancing and got my equity card here, and kind of like was struggling uh, with my sexuality and like, am I gay or not? And I just saw online, which is a great thing for you, <laughs> uh, the the hundred sexiest <laughs> out gay uh, people. And there was Ryan Steele. And I was like, there's Ryan Steele. And then, but all I could think about was, well, one, when I was your age, being like having gay attached to my name, I would have, I mean, this was like 20 years ago, I would have been petrified. And now, as great as the thing is, that's your private life. Mm -hmm. And it's great like to do a podcast like this, talk about your uh, public life as being a performer. But now your private life, something like your sexuality, is now out. Yeah. So how does that like interfere with you or not interfere with you well nowadays it's hard to keep your professional life and your private life separate when you are active on social media um, and social media is definitely a tool as a performer um, an online presence is is important nowadays however um, however relevant that may be but it is important um, so yeah, so I'm I'm trying to be present on social media and online, and um, that comes with with showing who I am personally, you know. Um, and I mean, I knew I've I've been gay my whole life, obviously, and I knew who I was, and and I came out when I was I think 15 or 16, which was before I started being active on social media. So social media sort of happened when I was already comfortable with myself so the person that I was presenting on social media was me and was gay and so it wasn't like a big decision for me to come out on social media it was just there already you know um, and then I guess it sort of t 
all happened quickly where, where people started following me and, and knowing things about my life. I never really made a conscious decision to say, like, I'm suddenly wanting to share my private life because it kind of just happened. And people can find out a lot of things online. Right. People had a lot, had a lot of time <laughs> <laughs> to find out crazy things. Um, yeah, and it's, it's been a journey. I've learned a lot um, about what I feel comfortable sharing and what I don't feel comfortable sharing and what maybe I shouldn't have shared and the hardships that I go through people see which isn't awesome so now I've been I've sort of been backstepping um and easing off a bit but I think it's a great thing it brought attention to you're a dancer and it says dancer it's not like you have Zachary Quinto and Neil Patrick Harris you have stars but like you like what this podcast does it gives recognition to someone who is an important dancer who also happens to be like kind of that cuss I mean I just thought it was awesome but then I went through a mental hit trip in my head and I was like oh whoa yeah. because it is with social media your privacy is kind of uh, taken away right but one thing I did see on social media which I forgot to bring up is that after you did um, Peter Pan did you have to get on a red eye that night to get to the Kennedy Center it honors was early 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 the next morning <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome it was super fun we um, yeah that was a whirlwind of a week not much sleep lots of dancing um, so when we were in our final days of dress rehearsal and the day of filming for Peter Pan, we were going back to the city. The, the soundstage was in Long Island, um, and we were taking an hour train ride back into the city to rehearse for Kennedy Center and coming back. And did, there were a few other cast members um, doing Peter Pan with me. Um, so that was crazy. Yeah, and then we got on a flight the next morning to go out. That was also Rob Ashford um, to do the Kennedy Center. And we were dancing with Pentatonix and... Lady Gaga was there, and um, Tom Hanks is who we who we danced for in the tribute. It was super cool. It was such an awesome experience. Wow, that's yeah. great. Well, it, uh, did, are there any things I missed? Are there moments that you were like, "This was unbelievable"? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think we we covered a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's good. We might have covered uh, too much. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, why did you ask that question? And, but you know, it is a great. Uh, it is a, it is great that I think that. I mean, you've, at your young age, you've made quite a name for yourself, um, and uh, which is, it's so amazing, because not only are you so talented, you're you're really a good guy, um, and I can see why, I mean, um, you get people calling you on the phone and saying, do you want to do this project, do this project, but I also think that you're, I mean, you're, you're also very charming, and your presence is not just about how great you point your feet, um, so I look forward to seeing, like, uh, I mean, where your career goes. Thanks. I mean, we haven't uh, d- d- talked about singing at all. Do you have? Yeah. Where is that? Is that something you do? Are you fearful of it? Is uh, it? I've learned to not be scared of it. I've, but I've also learned that I'm never going to be like Josh Groban. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I've learned to be comfortable with what 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 I do and what I bring to the table, um, which yeah is enough for me. But I, I'm still studying. Obviously, I want to be better. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. speaking of singing, if we could end this podcast with one piece of music oh uh, of any for any of your shows that you did, even from Annie <laughs> from high school, uh, what song is would it touches you from your career? Um, I think Jet Song from from West Side Story. That was the first come to mind because it's such it's about um, brotherhood and a community 
and belonging, and I sort of learned all that when I started West Side Story. Um, so yeah, I guess that song. Do I have to sing it? Is that no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. I'll play it at the end. <laughs> you don't have to sing it. <laughs> no, as the interview fades oh out, gosh. that song fades in. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I guess Jet song. <laughs> Done. Well, thank you so much, and thank I will you. see you at the stage door tonight Yay. at In Your Arms. I'm so excited. Me too. When you're a jet, you're a jet All the way from your first cigarette Till your last dying day When you're a jet, if the speed hits the fan You got brothers around, you're a family man You're never alone, you're never disconnected You're home with your own When company's expected, you're well protected Then you are set with a capital J Which you'll never forget Till they caught you away When you're a jet you stay a jet. I know Tony like I know me, and I guarantee you can count them in. In out. Let's get cracking. Where are you going to find Bernardo? Yeah. At the dance tonight at the gym. Hey, but the gym is neutral territory. Oh, I'm going to make nice there. I'm only going to challenge him. Great, Daddy-o. So everybody dress up sweet and sharp and meet Tony and me at 10. All right. And walk tall. We always walk tall. Yeah. We're Jets, the greatest. When you're a jet, you're the top cat in town. You're the gold medal kid with a heavyweight crown. When you're a jet, you're the swingingest thing. Little boy, you're a man. Little man, you're a king. The jets are in gear. Our cylinders are clicking. The sharks will steer clear. Cause every Puerto Rican's a lousy chicken. Here come the jets like a bat out of hell. Someone gets in our way. Someone don't feel so well. Here come the jets, little world, step aside. Better go underground, better run, better hide. We're drawing the line, so keep your noses hidden. We're hanging a sign, says visitors forbidden, and we ain't kidding. Here come the jets, yeah, and we're gonna beat every last bug and gang on the whole bug and streets, on the whole.